I am Dr. Jessica Grant, and today on the Wet Nose Report, we are brushing up on dental disease in pets. Okay, so that was bad. But seriously, folks, let's talk about dental health. In humans, cavities are the most common dental disease. However, in our pets, periodontal disease is the bigger problem. Periodontal disease is the infection and inflammation of the tissue surrounding the tooth. So the gingiva, the cementum, the periodontal ligament, and then the bone, the alveolar bone. Inside your pet's mouth are thousands of bacteria, and as they multiply, they form an invisible layer called plaque and actually organize into a biofilm. Um, which sounds like it could be cool, right? But not so much. Biofilm is basically a tight linking of the bacteria that's really resistant to removal and honestly tough for antibiotics to break through. So when your vet tells you antibiotics alone will not make your pet's mouth healthier, they are absolutely correct. Over time, plaque hardens and then mineralizes into tartar, which of course attracts more plaque, causes inflammation of the gingiva, known as gingivitis, and the cycle continues over and over again. Gingivitis is kind of the first stage of periodontal disease, and it's the only reversible stage. Once it progresses beyond that, there's damage that you can't undo. Over 40% of dogs over age three have active dental disease. Just over age three, 80%. Dogs don't often show obvious signs until the disease is more advanced. And cats, cats don't complain until either further along. This is why routine dental cleanings are so crucial. And we'll talk more about that shortly. So why is dental health important to your pet? Well, the bacteria residing in the mouth can enter the bloodstream and travel to other areas within the body. There are three organs that are especially susceptible to the spread of oral bacteria, the heart, the liver, and the kidneys. Let's be honest, guys. These are pretty important organs, right? Right. So protecting them means keeping that mouth healthier. So let's talk prevention. Brushing is best. So yes, I am telling you to brush your pet's teeth twice daily, just like you do. All right, don't roll your eyes at me. I can totally tell. Twice daily toothbrushing for your dog or cat might be a tad difficult for most of us. So in all honesty, statistically, it's been shown that if you can get it done like once a day, three to four times per week, it does actually make a difference. So at least strive for that. Be sure to use pet toothpaste, not human toothpaste. We as veterinarians strongly recommend starting this process when you initially get your pet. You can make it fun for them if you start slowly, use food, praise rewards, and practice, practice, practice. You can use a pet toothbrush, which is, um, you know, you can get at a pet store. You can use a smaller size human toothbrush or a fingertip toothbrush which is like a little rubber cover that slides over your finger and it's got little rubber bristles on it. Sometimes that's the easiest to start with. Uh, in a pinch, you can just use a washcloth. You just want that kind of brushing abrasive action. If brushing is not an option for some reason, like your dog is a land shark and you're going to lose a finger if you brush, 
then toys, dental chews, etc. can be helpful. When looking for dental treats for your pets, keep an eye out for the Veterinary Oral Health Council seal. That's V-O-H-C. It's a little box, usually in the upper corner of like the bag or the box or the product label. It means that the product you're looking at has actually been shown to retard the growth of plaque and tartar when it's used as directed. You can actually head over to their website, which is vohc.org, and they have a full list of their approved products. There's water additives, which are liquids that you can add to your pet's drinking water. And honestly, even pets with very discriminating taste buds seem to be okay with these. Um, I use, use them for my pets. Then while there also are a multitude of like oral sprays and gels, and you know, nothing is as effective as brushing, but all of these items can help some. And then the biggest factor, professional dental cleanings or what you may hear called Complete Oral Health Assessment and Treatment, or COHAT, performed by your veterinarian. To do this properly, your pet has to be anesthetized. Asking them to just sit still is just not feasible. Dental cleanings performed without anesthetic prevent us from actually cleaning all surfaces of the gum. We cannot get below the gum line. We can't get dental x-rays, and it's possible to injure pets while doing that. Tartar can fall into the trachea and go into the lungs. The animal can move. The gum or mouth can be injured. And furthermore, we can't see anything else except what we see visually. You can't see below the gum line. You can't get x-rays done. So in short, it's a very bad idea. So during a dental exam, we check the teeth, the gums, we check the tongue, the back of the throat. We look at everything for any abnormalities, ulcers, growths, inflammation, polyps, masses, etc. We also assess for any damaged or broken teeth. Broken teeth are more common in dogs due to chewing hard items uh, and most often need extraction or root canal at a specialist, especially if the pulp's exposed. Other types of tooth damage include tooth reabsorption, uh, also called neck lesions, or uh, FORL, which is a cat thing, feline odontoclastic reabsorptive lesions. It's basically progressive destruction of the crown and the roots. So you get like these little holes in the teeth. Um, very uncomfortable for the patient. And um, it, it definitely is more of a cat thing, although we can see some types of reabsorptive lesions in dogs. So while we're looking for all of these things, we perform a dental scaling, both ultrasonic and also with manual scraping, just like your, your dental hygienist does to you, above and below the gum line. We take radiographs or x-rays of the mouth, and that's necessary to properly assess the health of the teeth because most of the pathology that we find is actually found below the gum line. So you can't see that with the naked eye. We remove any teeth that are not salvageable. And this sometimes is the part of the procedure that worries pet owners the most. You know, why do you have to remove my pet's teeth? How will they eat? And we completely understand that it's upsetting to talk about removing your pet's unhealthy teeth. We're not going to remove any teeth 
that don't have to come out. It's more work for us. It's more time. We don't want your pet under anesthetic any longer than needed. But having fewer teeth is way better and way more comfortable than having painful, rotten teeth. So if it's in bad shape, it needs to go. Now, in a perfect world, we would perform dental cleanings every six months in pets just like what they recommend in humans. But humans don't have to be put under anesthetic for every cleaning. Most pet owners are, don't want to put their pet under anesthetic this frequently, which is understandable. So we cannot overstate the importance of those professional cleanings and how often it needs to be done is based on each individual pet situation. The more home care you can do, hopefully the less frequently they're going to have to go under for a full assessment and cleaning. Once we've assessed the mouth, removed any unhealthy teeth, dealt with any other issues, we clean and polish the teeth surfaces just like your dentist does to you, as I mentioned, both ultrasonic cleaning and hand cleaning. Uh, the polishing then removes any microscopic scratches that exist on the teeth or that occur during scaling. That smooth surface helps prevent plaque from reforming. In the cases of severe or unusual disease or cases where the owner is interested in advanced periodontal techniques like crowns or root canals, we can absolutely refer our clients to board-certified veterinary dentists um, who literally do nothing but teeth every day, all day, all the time. So that kind of sums it up. That's dental care and pets. If you ignore everything else I said, please remember this. Get in the habit of brushing early, brush often. It will keep your pet healthier and it's going to save you money in the long run. As always, thanks for listening to the well-intentioned ramblings of this tired veterinarian. We'll catch you next time on the Wet Nose Report.